Hey guys, we're back with another episode of The Unuseful Idiots. This idiot's sleeping. Oh shit. Sorry. Ah. Whew. I had one of those last, sorry guys. Um, last night I had like best dreams ever. I was like, uh, I was at this, at this hotel and there was just naked women and cocaine everywhere. And, uh, I was trying to, I was, Literally. you know, when you go back to sleep and you try to continue the dream. So I was, doesn't uh, work. Sometimes I was hoping that even though I had the whole day in between that maybe I could fall back asleep and live vicariously through my dream self again. But I guess now isn't the time because we're back. The Unuseful Idiots season one episode siete continuing from our last uh, episado. In Espanol, we're back with episode yeah. seven. Really excited to be here. For those of you non-cultured people. Well, I mean, you know, ah. Spanish is, you know, pretty pretty popular these days. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's a great, it's a great language. I'm grateful that I uh, was introduced to it at seventh grade and my nickname that my seventh grade Spanish teacher, Mrs. Constance, gave me, which was Nacho, still sticks. A lot of my friends still call me Nacho. Nacho. You guys can call me Nacho too, if you like. Um, this ain't not this Nacho favorite podcast, is it? Well, it's gonna be. Uh, it will be, if it's not already. Um, hopefully soon. Um, really excited to be back. We've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Uh, really grateful for the overpouring the overwhelming outpouring of support that we've been getting right yes over 200 if you if you count the 200 plus listens that we've had on the podcast apps and if you add that to the over 100 views that we've had on our youtube channel we have almost 400 total people <laughs> or instances of people yes. actually listening or looking at what the hell we yes. have to say but uh tori you made a good note on i think it was social media you made you said that people like looking at us more than they do like listening to us and i think you're right yes we we have two videos two of our episodes are up on youtube and so with over almost 130 views on youtube that's 65 views per episode and uh, a lot of math we have six episodes in podcast form and 220 views 220 listens so that's like 35 yeah i would say that's a safe that's a that's so a safe clearly assessment. people like looking at us more than they like listening to us well that's why we give you guys the option here on the unuseful idiots radio program and not just radio but also video program it's not radio people don't like that it's uh ethernet is that is that what we call it copper wire programming 
Alright, anyway, the reason why I was so tired is I was sleeping because I had a very long week. One of the things that really took a lot of my energy this week was uh, a training that I had to partake in uh, at one of my jobs. One of my day jobs. What did you do? I was contemplating using an inappropriate word at my job, and even though I thought about it and I didn't actually say it, I could have said it, and if I did, then I might have offended someone, might being the key word, and that not only could I have then lost my job, but then I could potentially have also gotten in legal trouble. And so as a result, it seemed to the powers that be that a sexual harassment training was in order uh, for all employees at this particular place of work. Um, so, yeah, it really took a lot out of me. It was an hour at nine in the morning. And did you, you know, learn anything? Yeah, I did, as a matter of fact. I learned that our society is really in the toilet and it's just heading down the drains. I don't know where we're going. The fact that we need to have a sexual harassment training because we got bozos that are out there being real assholes uh, to women in particular in the workplace. And then we've got other people who are you know, maybe a little extra sensitive in this area. And as a result, us normal folk have to now be way more mindful, which is not always a bad thing. Mindfulness is a good practice. Well, I think, I think like anything, it starts out with the good intentions. Absolutely. You know, like, uh, you know, look at a show like Mad Men, which was set in the 60s. Yeah. In an ad agency, and look at their behavior. You know, that was supposed to be pretty representative of the time back then. And with that, on that, in that same token, uh, Fox News actually just published an article that um, there's an Ohio radio station that actually removed the famous 1940s song, Baby It's Cold Outside, because of uh, a listener complaining that the lyrics sounded a little, I guess, chauvinistic or were not... You know uh, what I'd say to that? Appropriate what? Grow up. Well, see, that's the thing, right? And this is why we have this discussion. Because, yes, right, is it the person that needs to grow up about that song? Maybe, uh, you know, affecting them in some negative way? Or do they have a point? And that that song was indicative of the era that maybe has obviously uh, carried over to today, which is that, yeah, women are just expected to stay the night in when you have a really cool, smoky, deep, sing-songy kind of radio voice. Yes, but just because things may have, you know, the same could be said for some movies. Absolutely. Oh, my God. But, Everything. Culture. You said at the beginning. But music and movies were made to reflect that time. 
and the the movies and the music that was good back then that has carried, you know, you're talking about in the 1940s that song was made. It's over 70 years later. You know, like, okay. Um, so you're saying people are taking things out of context. Well, not that they're taking it out of context, but... You can appreciate it for what it was and know that things were different back then. Well, the thing, the, 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 the issue that I and have... that the intent isn't to offend people. So, right, okay, well, right, because, but at the time, and if the thing is, if you listen to the, this is why this is interesting, if you listen to the lyrics, which I did, I watched the YouTube song, which had the lyrics on the screen, and... It's pretty clear that the woman in the song doesn't want to st spend the night, but the man, the, the, the male vocalist, uh, I forget the gentleman's name, beautiful voice, great singer, is like coercing her into staying the night. So this brings up a couple of things. One, yeah, sign of the times, m power struggle, that sort of thing, the chase, you know, uh, the game that we play in relationships. Um, but also that you know, there's this subservient uh, quality, and, may, and because at the end of the at the end of the song, it seems like she's gonna stay, um, even though she didn't really want to, and so that leaves the listener up to it leaves them beg it begs the question, well, what's really going on here? You know, are we as a society uh, placing expectations on women uh, to act a certain way, and are men, you know? coercive, coercive and, um, you know, really unfair, uh, and the way things are, things, things go down. Um, so, you know, and, and this tied into the sexual harassment training in the sense that, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of inappropriate shit that can happen in the workplace, you know, favors done for promotions sexually and all that sort of stuff. And, um, people getting mistreated because they don't act a certain way sexually, um, but the issue that I have is that it's, you know, I have to then change the way that I am as a person, which I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky, fun-loving, lighthearted guy. I use humor. I, ha I think I have a pretty high EQ. I'm sensitive around others and, and try not say the wrong thing, but we all make mistakes. Um, but now I have to be really, really careful and really think before I speak, but, and that... That takes the fun out of life, you know? Where's the spontaneity? Where's the, you know, right. living in the moment? Now everything has to be premeditated because, God forbid, we, you know, speak incorrectly, because we do, and we will, as human beings, make mistakes, that not only is our job going to be on the line, but holy shit, now there's criminal, there's, there's a... Uh, you know, criminal charges can be brought against Right. You. Well, that that sort of touches on what's been in the news, you know, the past six months to a year, which is, you know, the possibility of hate crimes becoming a thing you can be charged with. So, to me... You can't be charged with a hate crime because hate is subjective. 
So you're, you know, are you saying that when people, in, you know, I'm saying swastikas up that they shouldn't be prosecuted for that, or if people are insane? no, I, I'm, what I'm saying is that a hate crime, hate is subjective in the sense that what may offend someone won't offend someone else, and. You can't, there's no way of knowing, even if you think you know someone, you know, that's not, you still may say something that offends someone, and, you know, if, as long as if your intent wasn't to hurt the person, then that's not a crime. But see, intention is subjective too, right? And this is where things get muddy, right? It's like, so, and this is another issue that I had, right? So there's all these, there's these laws in place, right? Where, you know, sexual sexual harassment is a crime. And, and that's black and white, you know, it's, it's a crime. You know, like you, if you are convicted, you are going to pay the price. But it depends on the circumstance and the, you know, well, intention and all this other stuff that, you know, is, is nebulous and sub, and subjective and, and, you know, uncertain. And so that creates a real divide between something that is a hard line, yes, no, did this happen, it did, versus this kind of, um, you know, unclear um, ex environment, which, which it, might, or it might occur in. Right, and that, you know, I think... I mean, everything boils down to whether, if, if you're talking about crime, everything boils down to whether you can prove it in a court of law. Right. And to me, you know, you can't really prove any of this in a court, any type of Anything that's subjective, you can't prove in a court of law. Well, that just says a bigger truth, which is that it's hard to prove anything in a court of law. Right. Because a lot of it is subjective. Right. So. Uh, but then how? Then how? But this, we need some form of laws. We need some things to be upheld. And then, so what's the best way to do that? How do we do that? But that gets to the thing where, you know. Non-violent. I mean, to me, it's people who go to jail should be violent criminals. Agreed. Either you know, there's there are different kinds of violence. There's physical violence. You know, like you starting a fight at a bar with a guy and. Well, but if we're you drunk, man, you just had a couple and that motherfucker looking at you the wrong way and said, you I smacked that motherfucker. Oh, and, wait, but that's probably not a... And there's also monetary, like... Monetary you know, violence? How dare you hit me with a pile of money? Well, not, not that. I mean, like, stealing from people. Oh, I see what you're saying. Stealing okay. money from... So, robbery. Fraud, robbery... 
Okay. Those That's... are violent crimes too. Even if there's Listen no. Listen to this guy. Even if there's no gun or weapon involved. Right. There's no bloodshed. You're but taking still... someone's property. Which is a violent act. It's a violent act. It's not yes, the way it's supposed to be. You're violating them. Good job. Good job using the Greek or Latin root of the word violate in violence. I didn't think about that actually. Yeah. Uh... This is a big brain on Tory! I don't think violin has anything to do with that. But maybe violet does. Oh, yes, because you're black and blue. If I beat your ass! Um, what about with the color violet? Color purple. Uh, yeah, we learned about that in my art class, actually. It's a complementary color across from uh, yellow, I believe, as a matter of fact. Anyway, um... So, yes, good point. Um, violation of the First Amendment is really what all this comes down to, right? Free speech and intention. And this is a bigger topic that we could probably talk right. about and all day and night. I mean, essentially, I say, like, I mean, I'm not someone who gets easily offended. No, you don't. So. You're a moron. So. Okay, and that may be true. See, look at that. That was so easy. You were so easygoing about that. But if someone comes up to me on the street and says something that other people, that might be deemed offensive. You Jewish, rich, Caucasian, honky-ass, white motherfucker. Okay. What, what would you say to that? Is that, was that? If I overheard that, I'd probably say, huh, that guy's probably having a bad day. Yeah, I, I'd probably say that and walk away. Okay, there we go. And, End of discussion. And uh, there's no crime committed, but if that same guy continued to follow me and I felt threatened because... A.K.A. violated... Me, yeah. So, and, you know, like, if I would go into a restaurant or a store and the guy kept following me everywhere I went, and then, uh, you know, maybe he grabbed me or something, then that would be a crime. So sticks and stones, mate, will never hurt me. No, no, no sticks sorry. Sticks and stones Damn it, I always get break these my bones, but names will never hurt me. Right. Is that, a, is that the rule to live by? Is that a code that I still applies so. in 2018? I think so. I happen to agree with you. You're right. And the truth is, I'm Jewish too. And if someone called me a kike, there was a time in my life when I probably would have reacted violently. Even though, like you said, that word is just a word. And it, even though it carries a lot of weight, especially for Jewish people, uh, you know, I would have probably responded with physical violence. Um, but so now you are a new man. I'm trying to be, but you know, but my perspective has changed and I happen to agree with you. I think that, you know, name calling it's, 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 uh, we give a little bit too much power to words these days. Um, and the problem with that is, and this ties into what I was going to say before with the sexual harassment thing is the things that we are more wary of today by offending certain people and, and, and that sort of thing rap music rap music today 
I mean, talk about the, 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 the fine line between free speech and violence. That gap is, that is getting very close together because we have a whole, we have a culture that is being perpetuated uh, by, this, by this genre of music which is really just making it okay to, to act crazy. You know, drugs, violence, you know, sexual misconduct is just a thing that people sing about. And that's where words, if you start saying words enough, they can condition us. And, you know, I mean, I love rap music. I love Eminem is like one, of, but he's always, he's talking about just, he's just using rap as, a means of an communication outlet. and an outlet and an art form. And, yeah. you know, and then you get these other guys who are not talented, who are just talking about violence and... and well, I mean, think about the best rappers of all time. You have Tupac, who sang songs like Brenda's Got a Baby and Changes and Dear Mama. And then you got... Uh, Someone more recent like Eminem who sang songs like Cleaning Out My Closet and On The Real Some Shady and um, Mockingbird, which was basically a lullaby to his daughter. Yeah, exactly. They're taking so, an art form and using it for good. You know, whether that's, you know, there's a lot of cursing, yes. But they're also using it but as it a cathartic. Ha it has a message. It has a message, and it's cathartic. It's 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 healing in some way for the artist and for the listener because you're able to identify in that way. Right. I the, mean, even even the more gangster rap like uh, NWA, NWA yeah. had a message. Absolutely, and they were speaking about reality at the time, um, and they were trying to get a point across. I've heard songs today where they're just talking about cooking up coke in the crock pot, which, again, may be part of their life experience, but how is that useful in any way? Uh, and that's the problem. I think these artists are not considering, they're only thinking about the money and the fame and the recognition. They're not thinking about the impact that it has on the people around them. So this is that double-edged sword. It's like, you know, we're stuck between a rock and a hard place here. Do, do we allow people to say whatever the hell they want for whatever the purpose is? Or do we, you know, say, you know what, you got to, you got to, we got to nip this in the bud and we got to, you know, come down on, on speech a little bit more. Um, and it's tough. It's tough. You know, it, it goes back to being subjective and, and case by case. And that's what makes life interesting, I guess. And also unfortunate because yeah, people are going to get in trouble for shit that they probably didn't need to get in trouble for. And other people are going to get off the hook when they definitely should have been held accountable. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, we know the criminal justice system is imperfect, but I mean, we can't abandon due process and we can't abandon innocent until proven guilty. So, uh, until we find a better way to, you know, let to justify, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but until we have a better way of... Conducting? Con 
yeah, conducting our criminal process, you know, uh, what we have now is the best system we can have. Well, it's, so here's the thing. You just said a very important phrase. You said innocent until proven guilty. It doesn't really feel like that's what's going on these days. It feels like people are guilty until proven innocent. Whether, well, you know, I can call and, and, and make a report, 911, and say, you know, someone's attacking me, and I could be the one beating the shit out of someone else. The cops arrive, they see me running away, they see the other guy, they're going after the other guy. I'm the reporting party, right? That guy's guilty until he's proven innocent. That's the same thing with in the workplace with and in other situations with like the sexual harassment or harassment in general. If I make a complaint, you're going to investigate. And while you're investigating, at least the other party too, whether he was innocent or not, whether something really did transpire or not, is going to be held accountable for it until we can prove otherwise that maybe they should be let off the hook. And that's a big problem that we have with our society today. I watch right. enough live PD to know that. That right, that's how things but, are conducted. But I think the the bigger problem is that touching on the you know today everything seems guilty until proven innocent is that with social media and the twenty four hour news cycle, it seems that like take the Kavanaugh thing for instance. You know, everyone immediately jumped on, said, Kavanaugh's guilty, he, there's no way, which was, I mean, that case was very political, but, you know, now uh, two of the women, one of the women have come out saying it was false, that she was coerced into uh, coming forward. And another I, one... I, I mean, I have my theories. Coerced by... Who? That wasn't as good, so... Yeah. I have, I, I mean, I have my theories. I don't necessarily want to... Uh, I'll leave that to All Alex right, Jones. Yeah, sure, that's good. Leave the theories. You know, here on the Unuseful Idiots, we we leave the conspiracy theories to others because we give you theories for the thinking. What, what, did, we, what did we say we do? Cons conspiracy theories for the thinking man. Theories for the non-conspiring. Is that right? We also that one? Maybe. Maybe. Okay, sorry. Anyway, back to what you were saying. I forgot. You were saying about Alex Jones. No, before that no. you were saying about Oh man, we gotta write this shit down. Yeah, it was uh, about Oh uh Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh and, and, and coercion. And you said right. you're gonna leave your theories yes. Right, but so now uh, but is anyone reporting on that? Right. Is anyone saying People still think Kavanaugh's, Kavanaugh is guilty. He shouldn't have been uh, confirmed to the Supreme Court. Right. 
And that's the way people are always going to think because... There hasn't been a reason to no think one, otherwise. No one reports on what comes out after. Right. Everyone just jumps. And there are many cases of that. Kavanaugh is not the only one. Kavanaugh's that... Right, I mean, people get shamed and they don't get unshamed. Right, I mean, I I can assure you that if you went up to a hundred random people on the street and asked them about the Duke Lacrosse case, the majority of them would say that they were rapists. Are they rapists? No. We know that it was false. Well, you know that it was false. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. You don't remember the Duke Lacrosse case that uh, it was like five years. Uh, I don't. It was like hazing or something. Ago. No, it it wasn't hazing. It was like they were accused of raping girls oh. on campus, and like it was a long court battle. And then it came out after that the whole thing was made up. But you barely heard about it. Yeah, I mean, clearly I didn't, you know. I've heard, I remember hearing that there was a, a scandal of some kind, but I didn't hear what the end result was. Right, so you, you know, that that's sort of my point, is that, you know... When you hear about the initial interaction, the initial accusation, but we don't hear, and then the public makes up their mind right. and well, jumps to conclusions, yeah. but the news doesn't make it a point to tell us what really ended up happening. Well, we have the, we have the media to thank for that, that's for sure. Right. Um... All right, well, you know, this is something we can definitely, we will explore more. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's an ongoing topic. Absolutely. I'm sure next week there will be another story that relates to this that comes out. And speaking of next week, folks, we are mindful of wanting to give you the best content for your listening pleasure you're taking time out of your day to listen to us, and we are very appreciative. So we want to give you what you want to hear. Uh, we are great. We're looking forward to hearing from you guys. If there's stories you want to hear covered or guests you'd like to see on our show, um, we're open to uh, suggestions and, and conversations. So please feel free to reach out on social media or YouTube uh, or any of the podcast apps. Don't forget to thank uh, <laughs> We thank you. Don't forget to like us and comment, rate, do all the good stuff, and share, especially. Sharing is, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, Uh, I was was actually thinking of getting, like, a map of the United States and then, like, crossing off the states that we have followers, people who listen. There's going to be a lot of states left on that map. Well. We've got Hawaii. we got Hawaii and... Hawaii, New Jersey, New York. I mean, that's where we live, so it probably doesn't count. Uh, really? 
but we have Delaware. Delaware. Texas. Whew. Ohio. All right, we're we're making it happen. Hopefully, this this week will bring us even uh, more of the country and maybe the world. Um, well, we have California. Well, that's like its own country, so that's fine. Yeah, there will the, be eventually one day. Well, Texas is its own country. Texas so. is <laughs> Texas is you know. It's just, well, they're they're still they still call themselves the Republic of Texas. Well, at least they're republics, Republicans. They don't, you know what I'm saying? Just kidding. I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't like Republic. I don't like anybody. I mean, I love everybody. That's what I'm trying to say. He likes like everybody, but he doesn't like them. No, I like libertarians, and I like Europeans, and... So all the Ians? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Maybe I should have... I'm going to name my son Asians? Ian. Asians are good, too. They... Fuck, yeah. Hell yeah. Australians. Smart motherfuckers. And good food. And spiritual. Asians. All of them. Colombians. Americans. Americanians. <laughs> Canadians. Yes, I would maybe move to Canada one day. I would. They seem to be doing things... Panamanians. Definitely. I mean, there was a time when I liked Panama Gold, Panamanian, Panamanian marching power. I like, I like that show, The Panamaniacs. Oh, is that the Spanish version of the cartoon? Sure. <laughs> the Panamaniacs. Okay. All right, moving right along. We have more topics to cover here for your uh, enjoyment. So, uh... Tori's going to handle this one because I don't know what the... I don't... This is the politic master. He right here, this guy, Tory, he knows way more than I do about the politics. Board, the so board he's said very low. And I can't even reach it. So what does that say about my height? <laughs> All right. I'm vertically challenged, so, folks. So the midterms just ended. We, dis we discussed that on a previous episode, the outcomes. And... Uh, so, you know, the next election is going to be the presidential election. Mm -hmm. And so now is about the time when things start picking up and you hear about candidates and people who are thinking about running and people declare and all that kind of we get, stuff. Yes. So uh, there have been some lists floating around about potential Democratic candidates. And, uh, you know, uh, Trump's in office. He's a Republican. So unless Trump says he's not running for re-election, which I think is... Very possible because, listen, the guy's going to be like 75 years old and I don't know if he really wanted to be president in the first place, but, you know, we're, we're going to focus today on the Democrats. And, you know, I, I saw a list that was put out by the Washington Post about the top 15 candidates that they say are going to run, that should run for president 
under the Democratic ticket. So there is Representative John Delaney of Maryland, which I don't really know anything about. Okay. But then there's Michael Avenatti. You know him, right? Who? Michael Avenatti. Why, why, why does that name sound familiar? Stormy Daniels' lawyer? Yo, Stormy Daniels is high, yo! He's got them tingle bitties! Just kidding. He also brought forward Julie Swetnick in the uh, uh, Kavanaugh hearing that we, that we were talking about earlier. Oh, right. Who... Uh, hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Said she went to multiple rape parties. Like, multiple parties where rape and rapes and gangbangs were going on. And that doesn't, that story never added up to me. Yeah, that sounds a little strange. And uh, the guy's, the guy's shady. Yes, to and, say the least. Like, why is he on a list? A short, a relatively short list of Democratic candidates. Well, you could thank the Washington Post for that bunch of well, really I've accurate seen him, reports. I've seen him pop up on a couple of other lists, too. Great. Which is just weird. So then we have former Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick, who I don't know anything about. So let's move Moving on. Moving right along. Number 12 on the list. Hillary... Hillary Clinton. Oh, don't I say it. Oh, I my say God. Right. Oh, it can't now, be. Now, if Hillary oh, Clinton... Oh, the irony. If Hillary Clinton runs again... Well, I'm going to... Wow. She'll chase me right out of the freaking country. She lost in 2008, which, I mean... Uh, you know, maybe she didn't really put up a fight after the election, you know, which I think it was sort of like everyone told her, like, don't do anything. Because, you know, Barack Obama was a very charismatic guy. And yeah, still is a charismatic guy. He was the guy. first black, he was the first potential black president at the time, and he went on to win. So I think they were sort of like, you know, next time. Sure. Next time you'll be the you'll be the candidate next time. Right. Which leads to what happened in the twenty sixteen. Which I don't even think primaries. we can get into. No, we don't. But but she ended up losing that election. She sure did. She Donald sure did. Trump. Yep. So why would? I don't think she should run a third time. I think they should make a rap song that goes, That Bill Clinton money! They got that Clinton family money! That Clinton foundation money! Instead of... Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean... They got that Clinton money! I mean, if she runs and she's the candidate, say hello to four more years of Trump. Oh, Absolutely. Without a doubt. Even the people that voted for Hillary the last time would probably vote for Trump again. That's not true. Is that true? That's probably not true. No, I think the people who voted for Trump would vote for Trump again. That's probably more accurate. (laughs) 
So, you know, and then there's Senator Amy Klobacher, Klobuchar of Minnesota. And she Minnesota. can't she can't win because of her name. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I don't Klingon. It looks like it looks like Amy Klingon. Okay, Maybe. next. Yeah, I don't know who she is, really. Former Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe. Sounds like Macaulay Culkin. That sounds good I, enough for me. I don't know much about him. Speaking of Macaulay Culkin, if you guys haven't checked out the Home Alone Christmas Reunion uh, parody trailer. trailer, it's hysterical. I highly suggest you, you watch it. You can't say that word anymore. It's offensive to women. What, hysterical? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. But... I just stick to job. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, cool. Yep, you won that round, <laughs> that's for sure. You definitely won that round. But, so... Yeah, I mean... I guess I can't use the word crazy then either, because we know the ladies are crazy. Just kidding. Yeah. So, I mean, it should definitely be a real movie. Someone should get on Absolutely, that. and I hope it is. I saw Jim Gaffigan in the background at the end of the, uh, the, end of the preview. As a, I think he might have been the director of it. Uh, and so it, was, people get and it must that. have had something to do with Universal because they had the Universal logo. Right, and they used a bunch of other movies to cut in between that might have been Universal films. All right, what else we got? We got more shit to cover. We got, we're yeah. running out of time, Tori. We did yeah, so, we, we talked so we much. Oh, do we? So, uh, former mayor Michael Bloomberg, everyone knows who he is. He's going to run as a Democrat, though? Well, the story is that when he was uh, running for New York mayor, he decided to run as a Republican because he saw it as the easiest path huh. to... So, he was... The point is, he was not a Republican. And I mean, the whole thing is stupid. Like Yes, it, you know, it is. The whole thing is judge a, Judge a candidate on their views, not on whether they have the R or the D in front of their name. There you go. But, I mean, the guy's going to be like 75. Like, let's stop having presidents that are... On that have AARP cards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. I'm down for that. Get some young blood in that house. Yeah, I mean, like, I want a president who, after their first term, I'm not saying this guy can't be elected because he's on his deathbed. Like, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. So you're entitled to that. Number eight. So number eight is uh, Beto O'Rourke. So he's famous. He's he was running for senator in Texas and lost to Ted Cruz in the recent election, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, this guy's gonna be Ted Cruz." We're gonna have a democratic, a democrat, republic, uh, democrat senator 
in Texas. This is amazing. Right? He lost. Like, just... No. Right. There you go. Just... You've had your no. time. Okay. Moving right along. And, I mean, oh. him, like, he can run. It's... Like, let's... Let's hear what he says. I don't have a problem with him running because... You know, there's a primary process, so we got to hear these guys out first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Sherrod Brown in Ohio, Senator? I mean, yeah, he's another one who should probably run in the primary, and let's hear what he has to say. Great, fair enough, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, I hear, like, a lot of people think he's good and I, I, I just you know. I got live PD to watch tonight man you know <laughs> what I'm saying so you know then there's Kirsten Gillibrand who's the other senator in New York not Chuck Schumer right okay not Amy Schumer's uncle or his whatever is that true a little factoid yes. okay but <laughs> she's well, I didn't know if that was going to be a sneeze or All right. Now. All right. So we could hear her out, too. Let's hear her out, too. Her and Sherrod Brown. We got this. Let's go. Senator Cory Booker. Now, as a resident of the... Fine state. I don't know if I'd use that word. Okay. But... Garden the, state? The swampy state. Well, I can't deny that. So, down to AC enough times to know know that much. So this is a guy who not so great. Uh oh. So after the 2016 election, Bernie Sanders introduced a bill in Congress that would have allowed us to buy prescription drugs from Canada. Okay. Now, that bill got vetoed. And, you know, it's not what you're thinking. It wasn't vetoed because all the Republicans vetoed it. It was vetoed because of, of partisanship. Okay. You know, Democrats vetoed it and Republicans vetoed it. The same Democrats approved it, and Republicans approved it. But a funny thing happened. On the way to the forum. Yeah, sure. So, um, every Democrat who vetoed the bill was a big, got big donations from uh, Big Pharma. And who was on that list of videos? Cory Booker. So, so he got his pockets filled up a little bit. Yes. Now, to me, that's a disqualification. I would say. Now, not only that, today, I saw an article saying that 
you know, you've heard about this tear gassing of the, uh, on the other Migrant. side of the border. Yeah. Border. Yep. So, apparently, Cory Booker is, receives donations from the makers of said tear gas. Oh my gosh. Now, okay, let's believe Cory Booker's done, like, no. There you go. <laughs> Spoken like a true New Jerseyan. Oh, Ian, I like that. I like you because you're from New Jersey and you're a New Jerseyan. Sure. Okay, so now... The top four, former, ladies and gentlemen. Former Vice President Joe Biden. No comment. Now, whether you may like Joe Biden or not, that's not really the point. Like, the guy's old. Yeah. Okay. You've been you've we been in the White House. We don't House. need old presidents. Wait, do the vice presidents live in the White House? I forget. I don't think they do. No. Right? They live somewhere else. No, but they spent a lot of time there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. So. And and there was that there was also that whole thing about like when he ran for president in uh, 1988, he was caught stealing speeches. So, Man, none of these guys are white as snow, I'll tell you. So then, so then there's Kamala Harris, senator from California, who gets a lot of recognition as one of the front runners. Okay. In the campaign now, there was a story about a week ago where Kamala Harris compared. Ice, like not, not ice cubes. What? Oh, okay. I was gonna say water. Just like water. the custom immigration custom enforcement, enforcement or whatever. whatever that stands for. Yeah. She compared them to the KKK. Now. A government agency to the KKK. Now. Whether you may like ICE or not, or think they're a waste on taxpayer dollars or whatever, comparing them to the KKK, like, no. Well, I mean, it's, people say that the police are like, is like the biggest gang in the world, you know? Yeah, but... The police force. There, yeah. Oh, well, that, that's another topic. We it's just, well, that. it's just, it's, 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 you know, I think she's trying to appeal to the masses, especially in a state yeah, like California. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think she's, she was definitely positioning herself in, as to what she thinks her base wants to hear. Hopefully, because if that if that she really believed that but, she's unfit to serve, that's for but sure. What a lot of people don't know about Kamala Harris is the summer after the twenty sixteen election, Kamala Harris was thrown a fundraising party in East Hampton by uh, guess who? Donald Trump? The Clinton. Oh, the other one. I almost had it. I was one out of two. It was like so close. So, really? uh, 
we don't want Clinton to be president. We don't want Kamala Harris to be president. Right. I mean, we don't want someone who associates so closely to Hillary Clinton to be in the White House because then, I mean, we all know the Clintons and how power-hungry they are. And how horny they are. That tip. Especially Hillary, man. Whew. Well, that's that's a whole other story. We could... Pizza gate! No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, wait a minute. So, okay, so she had this party thrown. Man, these guys like to party. Fundraising party. Fundraising party. So, like, $5,000 plate fundraising Jeez party. Louise. Okay. So... You are full of information tonight. I love it. Well, Where did you get all this from? Well... He's not even reading off a teleprompter or anything. This is off the cuff, ladies and gentlemen. My man is full of knowledge. So, you know, we... Whatever. So we know, like, not a lot of people know that. That happened way before anything like that should happen. Like, people shouldn't be worrying about this... Worrying about who's running for president this summer after the election. That's three and a half years away. Like, you don't need to... But, well, they were very infuriated, so maybe they wanted to do whatever they could right, to just get the... Right, right. I just don't think people should... You, you just want to get the word out. Right. I, I think people... People should know who Kamala Harris really is, and her who her she affiliates. has ties with. Sure. All right. Who's next? And I, I think it. So the next one is Bernie Sanders. Okay. So I mean, listen. You know, I, I voted for Bernie Sanders. I wrote him in in the general election because. There was no way I was voting for Trump or Clinton. So, uh, just when you guys thought this was a Trump supporter I'm sitting next to, think again. Right. Not everything you think is the truth. Just like not everything you hear is what you think, or the things you see aren't always what you feel. And my taste buds are good. Right, so... Uh, Haiku by Noah Fleiss. Yeah. So, I mean, listen. We all know who Bernie Sanders is. Like, he talks a good game for progressives from the progressive point of view. He wants, you know, wages to increase... He wants people to go to to be able to go to college without a burden. He wants a lot of good things yeah. and things that sound really good in theory. He wants free health care for everyone. But I mean it it was just a little weird to me that he you know, was so quick to join Hillary Clinton. Afterwards. On the trail. Yeah, yeah. Once he lost. Right. Like, that just didn't rub me the right way. And I always... 
I never really agreed, I never agreed with him on the economic stuff. Because, like, you know, as someone who spent a lot of time in a hospital as a kid, and hearing many stories from people overseas that live in places with socialized medicine, it's very clear to me that that does not work. You know, like, I was, I was listening to an EMT from Canada who, he was a, he's a health guy, and he wanted to do routine checks on all his vitals, so he wanted to get his blood drawn every month and test all his levels out and everything, and they wouldn't allow him to do that. Because in Canada, you have socialized medicine. And they wouldn't even allow him to pay for it out of pocket. You know, like, and then there was that story about that kid in England who had, uh, who was going to die. Oh, and yeah. they, they basic, the government basically decided to stop treating him. Right. And uh, the Vatican City, the Pope said that they were willing to pay for the kid to go to the U.S. or to come to the U.S. and receive treatment. And England said no. So, like... What? That makes no sense. Like, I'm sorry. Well, but, like, thanks. That thumbs up to the Vatican. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool of the Vatican. They to took it. They took a. They took a break from watching the stars to see when the alien invasion was going to happen, and uh, you know, so that they could restructure their. Woo! Hey, don't call <laughs> me crazy. Um. Are we down to number one? Yes. So Numero no, uno. I wonder who this is. One. I'm excited. You didn't even tell me who this is going to be. Senator Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> so, <coughs> ah, excuse me, we sorry. all know her name. I do know her name. That's true. I have heard of her. <laughs> she is the senator of Massachusetts. And she's been in the news lately. And why is that? So, apparently, she's been claiming for years that she is Native American. Oh, this whole Part thing. of the Cherokee tribe. Yep. Didn't we talk about this before? Yeah, I think we did. She, uh, she apparently used it to get into Harvard. Right. She used her Native American status to get into Harvard because you can check the boxes and right so and there's no way for Harvard to check I mean Harvard's not gonna do a DNA test on every African they have sure so but during the 2016 election 
Donald Trump made it a point to, to make fun of her and say, you know, I want a DNA test. So, which, you know, kind of ridiculous. Yeah, like, but it's typical for Donald. He's, right. He's a jokester. So, so, apparently, Elizabeth Warren took, finally took the test. And, you know, for whatever reason, maybe she was sick and tired of Donald Trump calling her Pocahontas or whatever. I think it was probably she wanted to set herself up for the 2020 election, you know, running for president. Well, that backfired. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out she's one one thousand sixty fourth Native American. One one thousandth and sixty fourth. Yes. So ten six one with a line. One zero six four. With a, a line and a one over it. Yes. That's a very small m- amount. Yes. I so, probably have that much Native American. And it turns out she's not even. And Cherokee. my family's from Europe. No, I'm just kidding. Like Sorry. Cherokee Nation said she's not. After she took the test, Cherokee Nation came out and said that. She's not Cherokee. So then should they take away her Harvard education? Like her diploma? No, that's... Why? She would, maybe... Because she completed the coursework. Okay, but still. Like, you can't retroactively do that. It's like... Well, I'm sure there's some people who would hope that that could happen. And I'm sure there's some people who've been in similar situations where it has happened to. Statute of limitations is up. (laughs) Good Good point. So, and then, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that the, that the Native American in her isn't even North American. It's Central and South American. Wow. So, like, no, she's... You're such a gossip, Tori. So, but, you know, I, I want to throw a name into that list. So it turned, what is it, 16 into 17? 15 into 16. Okay. But this person, hey. this person should be like, you have know, 1 through 15 of that list. Like, let's say Elizabeth Warren is here. This person should be up here, out of the screen. That's how high she should be. And who's down here? Whoever. Me! (laughs) So, so my pick for for Democrat candidate of president would be Tulsi Gabbard. Who? Exactly. So we didn't, we didn't plan that, guys. So not a lot of people know who she is, which is very surprising, because everyone should know who she is. Tulsi Gabbard. Yes. So cool she name. she is the representative of Hawaii. 
Hawaii. So, during the 2016 election, early on... Wait, before... We're going to have to talk about Hawaiian reggae when you're done, but go ahead, sorry. (laughs) So, during the... uh, 2016 election, like in the spring before the election, she made the news, which is when I first heard about her. She was the vice chair of the Democratic National Committee. Okay. She stepped down because she did not like what the Democrats were doing to Bernie Sanders. Hmm, very interesting. So, she, you know, right there, she's principled. You know, Absolutely. she stands up for what she believes in. Absolutely. That's a very so, big plus in my book. Right. So, she's also a military veteran. From the age of 21, she was in the military. She's a couple of years older. She's going to be like 40, I think. Oh, wow, very young. Yeah, very young. So uh, she's very, you know, being a military veteran, she's very anti-war. You know, she, she saw firsthand what was going on. You know, so now she's very anti-war. She actually, over the summer, she came out with the bill that was co-sponsored with Walter Jones, who's the representative from North Carolina. Walter Jones! Who is a Republican, who is famous for, I mean, he's not really famous because no one's ever heard of him, but he has a reputation because he is one of the only people who voted for the war in Iraq, you know, the 2001, and is now a staunch anti-war person. Because wow. he know he realized what went on. He knew that it was bogus. He admits to the mistake he made in voting for the war. And so another principled person. Right. So him and Tulsi Gabbard co-sponsored a bill, House Resolution 922, if anyone wants to look it up that basically says uh, any declaration of war by the president is an, could be an impeachable offense because Congress is supposed to approve wars. You know, the president's supposed to go to Congress, say this is why we need to invade or whatever. This is why we need to go to war. And Congress is supposed to approve it. Well, that hasn't been happening too much lately. 
you know, Iraq was in, in a Congress approved war. You know, Afghanistan wasn't, Yemen wasn't, Syria, what's going on in Syria, our involvement there wasn't. People didn't even know that we had troops in Niger that came out like last year or something. No one knew about that. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even know that either. Right. So, and the fact that, the fact that Tulsi Gabbard's not even on a list of people kind of says something. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think they want her to run. She's too principled for this country. Well, definitely for the Democrats. Yeah, that's... that's Maybe true. if she was a Republican, although probably not, because, I mean, we all saw what happened to someone like Rand Paul when he was running for president under the Republican ticket. Like, not, he got nowhere. Right. He didn't, barely got any FaceTime. And Rand Paul is famous for being Ron Paul's son. And we all know, everyone knows who Ron Paul is. Who's Ron Paul? Okay. I guess, <laughs> I guess, I guess not everyone I knows. thought he was, I thought he was an actor. Oh no, I'm thinking of uh, Ron. Aaron Paul. Ron, Aaron Paul or Ron. Uh... No, Aaron Paul's. What's in Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad, but then there's the guy from uh, that Hulu show. No, never mind. <laughs> well, Aaron Paul also had a Hulu show. No, I mean, I don't <laughs> even know what I'm saying. I'm so mad. I'm, so, I'm in Amazon Prime. Anyway. Well, Ron Paul was famous. He ran for president multiple times under the Republican ticket. But he also, he's also like, the modern father of libertarianism. Right. That's who he viewed as. A lot of people found libertarianism because of him. Okay. So, you know, he's, he, he's famous for a lot of stuff. You know, like, and Rand Paul follows in his father's footsteps a lot. But, so, you know, I think that... The point is, Tulsi Gabbard should be at the top of everyone's list, and the fact that I have not seen her on one of these lists says a lot. Yeah. So, that's... That's the breakdown of that. Fantastic job, Tori. That was wonderful. Uh, certainly informative and educational for me, as always. You are a political uh, fountain of information, and I appreciate that. Um, I think it might make sense to just do a quick little... Uh, mention of some of these funny yeah so headlines that we saw in the news this last week yeah so uh by the way i hope everybody had a happy thanksgiving 
Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope no one got in a food coma. I hope everybody got in a food coma. I hope I hope nobody had dried turkey though. Yes. Because that would have been a crime. That would have been a. I think crime. a lot of people had dried turkey because turkey is very easy to overcook. It's true. This year, my mom. Mamma mia, let me tell you something, okay? She know how to cook a turk. She know how to cook a turk. She'll make a very, very juicy turk. Okay? She cooked Turkish people? No, not the Turkish. The Turk. Turkish. She cooked the Turkish. Not the Turkish. The Turkish. Okay. Very good. Very good. The juice. Lot of juice. Okay. There was a lot of juice at my house because we all Jewish. A lot of Jewish turkey. Turkish. Turkey. <laughs> Alright, so... Uh... King County, which is in Washington and includes Seattle, says e-cigarettes are more dangerous than heroin. What? Thank you. Where's my, where my jewel at? Yeah, like... Just, what are you talking about? Man, I gotta get me some more jewel, man. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Yeah. My stomach's killing me. Yeah. I'm going crazy. I need... Just come on. No. No, exactly. Uh, seriously? Like, no. Nope. All right, so. That's enough, enough of that. We don't need yeah, to. Yeah, we don't even need to say anything about <laughs> that. Like, just, nah. Nope. So, now, Oakland University in Michigan decided to hand out hockey pucks for students to use as defense. Defense of what? Instead of guns. In what kind of a situation? I have no idea. I mean, the only thing I can think of a hockey puck to be used for is you take off your sock, you stick the hockey puck in there, and you whack someone with it. In that case, you just should, you should use a cue ball. That's usually what they do with that. Or a bunch of quarters. But yeah, like, it's interesting you say that because I, go to, I do go to college and I saw, you know, in the place where there used to be, in case of emergency, uh, fire generally being the emergency, this is the evacuation plan. Instead, right by the door, there's an active shooter scenario uh, emergency and how to handle yourself if there's an active shooter, which active shooter, which I think is just the craziest thing in the world. That no longer is it uh, are they somewhat potentially natural uh, uh, situations, emergency situations like fire or earthquake, uh, but you know the, the the more common threat these days is uh, yeah someone walking into your Establishment and just shooting it all up. Crazy. Sick. But, uh, yeah, hockey pucks, eh, not really going to do very much. Yeah, Better off sort like, of like close-quartered close combat. That, and if you have to, I mean, if, like, you, if you don't even have a sock, if you go with sandals and you get a hockey puck, then you're going to need to have really good aim, and I have horrible aim. So I'm, I'm going to wind up, you know, yeah, throwing it out the window. I Maybe. think most people don't have very good aim. Well, no, I, you know, I'd say maybe 50-50, but... Check bathrooms. Not very good. That's why you see in the urinals, at least, I don't know if they have them in women's 
restrooms yeah. men's the world target the urinal they have like a target it's like <laughs> a little like insignia or a bug sometimes that you aim towards yes and you're like oh i'm getting i I, i've heard like in some bathrooms they have uh don't eat giant mint they have what don't eat giant mint what? Don't eat giant... Oh, the giant mint in the urinal? <laughs> <laughs> wow. If, you, if there's someone that's in danger of eating that mint, man, I want to meet you. I want. If you're listening, please let us know that you're, you, you're thinking of eating that mint. Because that's special. Uh, I, I have seen uh, Japanese bathrooms. They really know how to clean their behinds. Oh, they have like yeah, electronic toys, yeah, the bidets up. and all these crazy electronic well, you ever settings. See, you ever see those bathrooms where they have like, I think it's in the Asian countries too, but it's a long thing. There's no like individual urinals. Yes. And well, it's filled with ice. Yeah, they have those in uh, some stadiums and stuff too. Or in concert halls. Yeah. With no, that's, that's, that's not just an Asian thing. Oh. I've never seen it. That's domestic, baby. Um, all right, we're going to say one more thing. We want to plug one of our good... He's not a friend yet, but we hope one day he will be. I know I love country music, and I know Tori loves country music. Yeah! There is a country artist that if you haven't listened to yet, you need to. His name is... Wheeler Walker Jr. And... Uh, he has a new album out today. WW3. World War 3. No, Wheeler Walker 3. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But it's supposed to look like World War 3. Because, yeah, I guess that's because, of like, contemporary. Yeah, people yeah. think we're on the verge of World War 3. Because there's artists like Wheeler Walker Jr. who are out there trying to, you know... Stir shit up. But, and he stirred up, he, he is. And with my cowboy boots and spurs, I'm stirring it all up over the dance floor. He's stirring it up so much, he's not allowed on any radio stations. He's not, his albums aren't being sold in any mass chains, like Walmart or Target. And he's not even recognized by the country music community as a real country artist, but his, his music is so country. His albums are... Still number one. They're still number one in country, baby, because they good. And he's singing about that real stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so check out Wheeler Walker Jr.'s new album. You will not be disappointed. I've heard a couple of songs. Good Pretty good. Stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Um, I mean, I'm not going to try and sing his stuff because it's... Not for the faint of heart. That and we get enough of you singing. You know, we want to leave something to the imagination. Yeah. I don't want to. Even if a voice. I don't want to show him up. Exactly. You know, let him be him. You be you. And uh, and I'll be me. And then everybody will go home happy. Because I, I got some live PD to watch. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. We know this was a long episode. We hope you got a lot of good useful information so that you can go out there and be an unuseful idiot just like us. Don't buy into that propaganda. Go after the holistic approach to the truth. These are conspiracies for the thinking man. 
and theories for the non-conspiring. We are the Unuseful Idiots. Make sure to like us, comment, rate, and subscribe to our podcast and on YouTube, please. Don't forget to email us. Hit us up on Facebook. The Unuseful Idiots. At gmail.com. And uh, Twitter and our Patreon page, The Unuseful Idiots. And we will be putting tears up on the Patreon page. That's what a lot of people do to sort of incentivize people. Yep. And we got, we got our logo coming, too, if you guys have any ideas for us or if you want to create one. <laughs> yes. That, that's fine. <laughs> you know, if anyone, like we said earlier in the episode, if, if you have questions you want us to talk about, maybe, or topics, or you have suggestions for guests or whatever, if you know someone who you think would be good on our show, let us know. Let us know on email, Twitter. And let it snow. Let it snow. Let it go. Let it go. Don't care about anymore. Let it go. Let it snow. It snowed a lot a couple of weeks ago. Let us know. It did. It sure did. Unexpectedly. People were stuck on bridges for hours and hours. I felt really bad. I felt really bad for the people who were actually addicted to heroin and they had to sit in their car and they thought they were just going out for a little to go pick up some stuff and they were going crazy. What about that person who smoked their last cigarette and couldn't get to a store? That's what I'm saying. I feel so bad. It's not fair. Meanwhile, I was actually off that day and just hanging out at home. It's a good day to be off. Thanks, God. Gotcha. All All right, right. guys. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Peace out.